Hey, it's the start of the NBA playoffs, and we are on it for you. And it's major championship week in golf. We got the PGA picks for you. Who's going to step forward this week? Welcome to the May 18th edition of Father, Son, and Holy Sport. I'm G-Man from Ohio. That there's T-Money from San Francisco. What's up, T? What's going on, G-Man? Just enjoying, a, like, beach vibes, you know, coming back from Hawaii here. I had to get – oh, I forgot I had my Hawaiian shirt. Oh, haven't had to take the sunglasses off in about a week now, I guess. I just forgot they were on. I, like, glued to my face now. So enjoying being back, ready to – talk some sports here and my laid back Hawaiian vibes. Maybe I'll go easy on some people this week, you know? Yeah. We missed you on the mainland. (laughs) I hope you had a good time. And Hey, we got a great show going on here, man. Jam packed. We got Ross V Ross for everybody tonight, focusing on which sporting event faces the most pressure. And we have the T Ross chug and chant for you. Watch out Rory. And we're going to give you some big picks tonight. For the PGA to win you some cash, man. Yeah, G-Man's hot. And one of the fun segments to try to stump T-Money in the Wise IQ Trivia of the Week. T-Money, here's the question for you to think about. Okay. Which go. NBA team has the best postseason record in NBA history? All right. Which team has the best postseason record in NBA right. history? Right. You think you know that, man? I think I know. You think you know? All right. Hey, hey, y'all, if you like what you're seeing every week, go and like and subscribe us on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, all the platforms we're out there. Just look for our name at Father, Son and Holy Sport. Hey, we'd love to have you like and subscribe everything for us. We appreciate that. Trying to build up our user base. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe, baby. And, you know, now we'll kick it off. Let's get into the Ross rundown then, baby. All right. We'll, we'll start off here. You know, uh, G-Man. Should the Lakers be worried about getting out of the play-in tournament here? They just ended up as the seventh seed, which means they got to win at least one game out of the next two to make it into the actual playoffs. Should they be worried about getting out? Well, they should be worried because they're not playing well and they have no depth behind LeBron and AD. So they should be worried, but I think they're going to get in. I think they'll get past it. They could even lose the first game to Golden State, still get in. So they're going to make it through, but yeah, they should be worried. Uh, they're in trouble, man. Uh, LeBron's well, not hundred percent and neither well, is AD. So you're saying, should they be worried for the playoffs or should they worry about the play in? They should, they should be worried about both. <laughs> well, Steph could take them down in that first okay. game. Well, my answer is hell no. Okay. <laughs> let's just let's just start with this. If they happen to lose to the Warriors, they then play the Spurs or the Grizzly. And I do not want, I don't even have a thought about them. There's no way they lose to them. So they're getting into the playoffs. Now, the Warriors. Am I worried about Steph Curry? No, he's LeBron's little baby brother. He's LeBron's got his number. I don't know if you remember that crazy championship yeah. when they came back from 3-1. LeBron blocked Steph in game six and looked at him like, "Who? you little boy. Little boy. <laughs> Who the hell do you think? I'm going to hey. come back and take this championship from you. And since then... It's been all she wrote for the Warriors, or Steph versus LeBron, at least. And Steph's the only guy in the Warriors. There's no one else. So you want to talk about depth. I'm not worried about the Warriors. The rest of the team is trash. 
And the Lakers are getting out of this playing easy. They're the number one defense in basketball. That's how you win hey, playoff games. They're still rated number two chance to win it all. Most people would say still the favorite to win it all, even despite yeah. everything that's happened. They've completely fallen apart. I mean, you look back a month ago, and no one was projecting them in the playing tournament. So they've not done well, and they're still rated the team to yeah. win it all. I mean, it's hard because you brought in a lot of pieces at the trade deadline and the buyout market and LeBron and AD were out with injuries. So they're still struggling to get themselves together. But I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think they make the finals Western Conference finals without a problem. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. All right. What else you got so, in your mind, man? All right. All what right. else you well, thinking about? You know, let's run down here to the next topic. Who do you think? You know, obviously we have big Packers dispute. Rodgers is upset with the Packers and wants them to do more here. They just haven't really helped him out, and he's frustrated. Who's gone first, Rodgers or Packers GM Gutenkunz, which is a great name to say. <laughs> who's Not gone that. first? Well, who's gone first is different than who's fired first, right? Yeah, same thing. Uh, hey, man, I think they both have leverage. You know, people say, well, Rodgers has leverage. Yeah, he does have leverage, but so do the Packers. I mean, they got him locked into this contract. Basically, he can't really leave unless he wants to sit out. So, I mean, they, they, they've got an edge on him. And hey, the word on the street is they went to him and said, we're going to make you the highest, highest paid quarterback in football. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're talking about now. And money talks, T-Money. You know that because your nickname's T-Money. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. He supposedly turned it down. So I don't know. I agree with you. You know, that's getting his attention, though. It is. It is. But here's the thing. The Packers have a little bit of leverage because there's no owner that Rodgers can go to here. There's no one. The GM is the highest guy. There's a board of people that hire the GM. But the GM's like the highest guy in the Packers organization because there's no owner. But if Rodgers wants him out, he's going to be out. They're not trading Rodgers. They're stupid if they do. Uh, where could he actually go? The Broncos, the Raiders, none of them have actual chances of being better situations than where he is now. Now, the GM has not done anything to help Rodgers. So I think Gutenkutz is gone. Oh, no way. No, there's no way you let a player, no matter how good they are, get somebody fired in the general manager position. There's no way. You can't give him that kind of control over the team. No, That's that GM, this, this guy's an executive, man. This guy's an executive, okay? He's not, he's, that's not going to happen. And what does he make, 700K a year? Aaron Rodgers makes 40K, 40 million a year. So and He's I mean, running the team, and, you know, this, this guy's running the team. He's, he's, he's not going to let that happen. This is one player. Aaron Rodgers is not bigger than Green Bay football. The fans are starting to get, kind of get ticked at Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not. The I fans mean, are starting to shift. It, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. If I had to pick one, though, uh, as I was saying, if you had to pick one, you th I mean, who would you choose? If one has to go, who's gone first? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers will sit at home watching the Green, Green Bay Packers play. So you think he'll sit out? Yeah. That's crazy. That's spicy, yeah. Gary. That's a spicy take. That's he sits spicy. out. But does that, mean he, 
Does he sit out because he wants Gutenkunst gone and they don't fire Gutenkunst? And then they do fire Gutenkunst because he sits out? I just like saying the word Gutenkunst. I can keep saying Gutenkunst if you want to say Gutenkunst, but I just want to know if, how you feel about Gutenkunst. <laughs> I think he's, 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 a, he's a, an executive. He's going to maintain his power and his control. He's not at risk. All right. All right. Well, well, this is all business, to... man. It's all business. He's going to throw the money at Aaron and make him number one paid guy. And Aaron's going to say, you see that? I'm the number one paid guy. Because have you looked at the other guys on the list? Yeah. Look at who the top five are in terms of pay. And you can got guys ahead of him like Deshaun Watson, who's in all this trouble. Aaron's not in any trouble. I mean, you look at those top five yeah. guys. Aaron should be the top guy or at least top two. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. We'll see who's still left standing at the beginning of the season. So, but hey man, we'll continue football, to run. We're getting psyched up here with we'll, football. We'll, we're getting psyched up even though yeah. it's off season. We'll continue the rundown here. And you're talking about business. Let's talk about some personal business. Tim Tebow <laughs> gets signed by the Jags. Is Tim Tebow a distraction, Gary? Uh, I don't, I don't think that's a big thing. Him distracting. <clears throat> is he is he going to draw the media? Yeah, he's going to draw it away from Trevor, uh, and it's going to go toward Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer, which is what they want. But really, in the end, I think this is a pro game. This is about culture. This is about the locker room. This is about the culture of the team. And Urban's a great coach. He's going to come in with all kinds of new ideas like this one. Tim Tebow is tight end. You know, these, Urban's going to bring that stuff. He's very creative. Yeah. But will he win that locker room over? I think it's all about the culture and can he win that? Yeah. So I, I, I kind of have two sides of the coin here. I first off want to say it's annoying to a lot of people that he gets this chance. Right. But that's, that's football, man. It's all about who, you know, that's life. It's all about who, you know, over what, you know, so being a personal business here, I don't mind him bringing in someone that he knows from a past coaching job. My only problem is Tebow is a distraction. The one guy is Tim Tebow. You can't bring him in. And your first big decision as an NFL head coach you've ever made is bringing in the most polarizing NFL player ever. And a guy who hasn't played in eight years, you're not only going to lose the locker room, but you're going to lose your credibility. And now your face of the franchise is no longer your rookie quarterback projected to be the next John Elway it's instead your 17th string tight end Tim Tebow yeah yeah now I, I think we're kind of agreeing and overall the big picture I think you look at Jacksonville they won one game last year you look at their division you got Indy and Tennessee both at 11 and 5 and Jacksonville won one game okay so if you want to be successful in this division you got to play at that Indy Tennessee level if you're Jacksonville and and you know Tebow's not going to make that difference it's going to come from the whole rest of the team are they good tacklers and can they catch the ball and all the fundamentals yeah. can they play at that Indy level like I said I I agree with you there and l let's get started here Trevor Lawrence bit get a bit better get used to losing. This guy's only lost four times ever as a starter in high school and college. Get used to losing, son, because you're probably going to lose four games in your first four games, okay? Uh, you know, you just get ready here. But my biggest thing is, 
You don't want Trevor Lawrence's every question have to revolve around Tim Tebow. You don't want Urban Meyer's every question to be, when are we going to see Tim Tebow? That's the problem. He becomes an added distraction on an already bad team, and you're trying to build a culture. You just don't need that. You just don't need yeah, it. So yeah. it, in the end, he's a distraction that was not needed. Now, good for Tim Tebow. Cause somehow he's still playing professional sports when he's like 35 and hasn't played in eight <laughs> years and never played the position. Good for him and all, all more power to him. But you know, if I was a player on the team, I'd be pissed purely because it's a distraction. I don't care that he's going to be a tight end or that he took someone's roster spot. I just think he's a hey, distraction. I know I'm saying this stuff too, but I'm a Tim Tebow fan. I'm on his side <laughs> on this whole thing. I love you, Tim Tebow. And Hey, Tim Tebow, no one's going to work as hard at this podcast as I'm going to work the rest of this year. And no one's going to work as hard as Steve Money's going to work the rest of this year on this podcast. That Love was... you, Tim Tebow. You get that... me fired up, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, was in, that was an amazing impression there. I, that oh was unbelievable. God. That was unbelievable. Hey. <laughs> well, hey. After all of that, Team Money could probably use a beer, so we're going to send them off <laughs> all right, to one I'm of the most popular <laughs> segments on the show, a T. Ross uh, right. chug and chant. T. Money's going to run up to the rooftop. We'll see you in a bit, T. This segment's brought to you by Help Me Startup. Do you have a startup or a new company idea? Why not get help from the experts at Help Me Startup? Try the easy-to-use startup tools and advice to help you get moving on your way toward investment and success. Learn more at helpmestartup.co. All right, let's go to Team Money high up on the San Francisco rooftops. It's time for the T Ross Chug and Chat. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's your main man, T Money, up here on the SF rooftop. A little windy today, so hopefully we can get this one in. But I'm ready for a nice little chug and chan after I had a beautiful, beautiful week in Hawaii up here. Catching up rays still, but looking nice and tan for y'all. Let me chug this beer. I'm going to do a little chug and chant and tell you what I'm feeling like. It's a cold one, so give me a second. This might hurt. Woo! Like that burp. All right, G-Man, here you go. Let me give this to you here. Get the PGA Championship coming up. You know who I'm talking to here? Rory McIlroy. I'm talking to you, big man. You were supposed to be the next big thing in golf, man. I remember Jack Nicholas said back when you were on your tear that you could win 15 to 20 majors. You could be an all-time great. Where you been, homie? Haven't won a major in seven years. You just got your first win in 18 months. I mean, come on. You were anointed the next Tiger Woods. You've had some major chokes down the stretch. When you need to pick up your game here, I don't care if you win this little rinky-dink thing in Mexico, and then you win another PGA Tour event over in Pennsylvania. No. You want to be a great? You win majors. You get four a year, bro. You didn't even make the cut at the Masters. What the hell is going on with you, man? You need to pick it up. Now, you won here at, in Hawaii at the PGA Championship. The last time you won a major, I think it was 2012. Come on, man. It's set up for you to win this prove to me that you want to be a big boy here and join these the best guys come on rory you need to pick up your game g man where do you stand on this hey great chug there great burp too i don't think i've heard your burp yet t money is he working his way back down here but hey it's windy up there on the rooftop 
above the skyline there in San Francisco, and it's going to be windy at the PGA too. But I'm with you, T Money, once again. There's T Money. I'm with you, man. Sorry, right. Rory. I like Rory. I'm a Rory fan, but I think T Money's right. You know, I think Rory's getting a little soft. T Money. He's got, you know, he's got a kid now. You know, is he losing some of that competitive edge, man? Yeah, I don't know what's happening to him, man. I mean, it's crazy because the guy hasn't won a major in seven years, and he only needs to win the Masters to have a career major Grand Slam. Like, it's pretty impressive what he did back in, what, 2012 through 2014. I mean, he was killing it. Yeah. But I I just think he's got to do better. He's playing at the same place when he won his last PGA Championship in Hawaii, so that's good for him. But come on, man. You're better than this. You were – knighted as one of the next best great golfers and being top five in the world for the past seven years just isn't that impressive to me yeah i don't know about this top x in the world thing i don't know how they calculate that but it's not recognizable i don't i think they need to change these rankings i don't know how they're doing them uh but you know who's number one who's number two really doesn't fit what's really happening on the ground yeah, I'm not sure. That's a world golf rankings. They have their own system of how they they do things. So, yeah, I'm not sure. But like I said, it's just congrats on being top 10 again, Rory. But until you win some majors again, like you, he's in the top 10. So that's how is that how how even this this league is, this PGA league, how even it is that he's still in the top 10. He hasn't won a major, as, as you said, since 2014. He just missed the cut to the Masters. How's this guy still in the top 10? Is it because everyone else is kind of doing the same thing? Well, I mean, he's... I don't get it, man. He's finished top five and top 10 in other events this year. He just had a horrible Masters. Now, that was on him. But in golf in general is a lot more competitive than it used to be. Now, the top-level players are still about the same. It's more the middle of the pack that has kind of come up to be better than average. So if you have an off day, you could really drop in those rankings, whereas the top is pretty much the top other than Tiger. That's how the experts say. So we'll see. Come on, Rory. Come on. Come on, Rory. We're both on you, Rory. I'm agreeing with T Money, man. All right, let's go to the Ross v. Ross. Oh, yeah. Let's see if if, if Rory can't take on T Money. I'll try to take on T Money. And the Ross v. Ross. Okay. And the question, T Money, in which sports championship do you feel the most pressure? In which sports championship do you feel the most pressure? Is it major championship Sunday like Rory's going to face? Is it the Super Bowl or is it something else? All right. I think it's a major Sunday. I think it's a major Sunday. I think golf is the most mentally tough sport out there. I think everyone's kind of acknowledged that. Now, Super Bowls might be harder to win because it's a full team sport, but pressure wise, one bad swing and you can get caught in your own head. Other games, you can kind of get in the flow of things. You're trying to remember plays and you're taking hits and blocking people and coaches are talking to you and, you know, but all you have is you in your head as you walk to the next ball and try to hit this ball after shanking one on major Sunday. I mean, could you imagine right now knowing you're up one shot on Tiger Woods with three holes left? I would be shitting my pants. Okay. That is pressure right there. And a major championship like the PGA this weekend or the masters, 
that Sunday would be a lot of pressure. Well, I agree that's a lot of pressure, but I do, and I agree with everything you said, but I do think you got to put it in perspective by what's happening in that one event. I think it's got to be a lose or you're out scenario. You got to be taking a shot, making a putt, you know, doing a free throw, making a penalty kick. That uh, step that you're taking to win that game, you have to be in a lose and you're out scenario. It can't be that you're tied, you're trying to win, or you're a little bit ahead and you're trying to get further ahead. It's got to be, you miss, man, you lose. No, I mean, I agree with you there. I'm just saying, you know, but I'm talking about a whole game, a whole game of the Super Bowl. Now, if you're telling me, you know, it's one throw to win the Super Bowl or one putt to win the ma- Masters, I don't know if I could choose there because they're you're all not tied. probably, you're all I'm probably, not saying you're tied. I know it's to it's win. Not, I'm just saying, it, I'm just saying, like, it's no, all. It's lose or you're out. I'm saying you're behind you needed to tie or win. You're shooting okay. a free throw and you're behind. Well, what is your answer then? I don't even know. Okay, I get you there. Like, my answer, I'm going to tell you a little story and then I'll tell you my answer, oh, okay? The unforgettable go. story, okay, of a guy named Derek Redmond, who's right there behind me. Look at Derek Redmond. Yeah. He's a 400-meter runner, okay? 1988, he goes to Seoul for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Right before the start of the race, he's warming up. He withdrew because of injury. Could not compete. He was one of the top runners for Great Britain. Yep. And he had set the British record in the 400, 44 seconds, 44.82. He set the record for Britain. This guy's a top guy. He, he does not succeed in Seoul. He had to withdraw. He comes back in 1992 to run the 400. And this is the moment with his dad. This is a picture of him and his dad. I thought of you, man. Look at yeah. this guy. He pulls a muscle, though the 400, for those of you who don't know, it's one lap around the track. Halfway around the track, he pulls his hamstring so bad that he fell down. He finishes the race with his dad. His dad came running out of the stands. Security was trying to stop his dad. His dad picks him up, puts his arm around him, carries him to the finish line, he finishes. The guy does not win a gold. Number, one of the greatest runners in British 400 meter history yep. doesn't win. And that's why my pick is the Olympics. Every four years, it's either you win or you lose, man. It's win or lose. And you have a moment like that where you train for four years and the pressure's on and you only got one race. That's it. I think uh, that's where the biggest pressure is. Okay. So Derek will, Redmond, man. I will say I love that pick because, yes, it is four every four years. Now, Olympics in general, I will give you, but track and field as a person who did it specifically, I'm not sure because and maybe in a, a longer distance race when you have time to think, but you're talking about a 400 meter race here. That is pure adrenaline and over in 40 seconds. There's not really time to think. There's no pressure. You know what I mean? Like when I'm thinking pressure, I think my palms are so sweaty this golf club might come out of my hand when i'm hitting this putt i am shaking so hard that i'm afraid my knees will buckle when i shoot this free throw all right i am my heart is racing so hard that i'm afraid it's going to go further than the football when i throw it that's pressure that's yeah pressure. well and the pre- you're acting like a track athlete does not have mental uh strength well that's what i'm that saying they just Longer had to physically race. That they have to physically just have it. 
But really, you think of all the time leading up to that race, it could be what they do in their routines, in their diet, what they do to train up to that event. All of that is getting them mentally ready so that they're confident when that gun goes. But I want to know when LeBron James is feeling pressure. I want to know when Tiger Woods is feeling pressure. They got got the confidence. But what's the most pressure that someone's going to be under? Shooting a free – let's say you get fouled and the NBA Finals – you're down two and you get two shots to tie, to go to overtime in the NBA finals on the buzzer beater. Now that's pressure at that free throw. That's line. pressure. That's what I I'm agree. saying. These guys in running a 400 meter race, I'm not sure. But now if you tell me long distance, I'll give you that because my mind is a racing. It sounds like you're kind of leaning toward my answer a little bit. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that. I'll take it. <laughs> There you go, Rory. There you go. G took me out, I guess, Rory. He just wins when he says he wins. <laughs> hey, when you're in control of the agenda and the flow, you know, yeah, you get to you do that. To but say, hey, congrats on winning, Gary. Hey, G-Man, hey, G-Man's gonna take you to the next segment. We're gonna do some picks, T Money. Okay. And right. hey, G-Man nailed it for y'all last time, picking Portland plus the points against the Lakers coming down the Got stretch, him. and they won an outright. You should have bet the money line. I should have told you all money line. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, we're going to do some golf picks today for you. We're going to give you the top five lock for the PGA championship. Who's going to finish in that top five team money and you go first. Who's your pick to finish in the top five. Somebody can win some money on. All right. All right. I'm going with Xander Shoffley. All right. Oh, 22 to, 22 to 1 odds here, okay? Ooh. I like Xander a lot. It, you know, he has been four top five finishes this year, as well as recently tied for third at the Masters. Now, he kind of choked that one away, but he was still third at the Masters and could have easily won that. I think his time's due, man. He has been really showing out the past couple majors. He's number four in the world, has yet to win a major. I think it's his time. And I think he's a top five lock. Well, if you said top 10 lock, I'd say you're right. But a top five, I'm a little bit worried about him getting in that top five. All right. Uh, All so, right. Hey, Rory's a favorite. He's 11 to one. You know, he won two weeks ago, as you mentioned, but he hasn't won a major in seven years. I'm not going there. John Rahm, I just saw just uh, before we got on here and, and started recording. John Rahm's now second at 12 to one. He's 12 to one. Rory's 11 wow. to one. And I, I like John Rom, but I don't know. I don't know. I know he's got nine of top 10 finishes, nine of uh, nine top 10 finishes this year. But I don't know. I'm going with that that third group. The 14 to one guys is Justin Thomas, Jordan Speed, Bryson DeChambeau. I'm taking Justin Thomas out of that group to be my lock for the top five. I just think he's confident. I heard him talking earlier today about yeah. how he's playing in the pa- practice rounds. He just looks confident to me. And I like the fact that he's won this event in 2017. Yeah. He won this event. It's a, going to be a tough course. This is going to be a very difficult course. It's the graded the hardest course in the country by Golf Digest. So this is going to take every facet of your game. And I think Justin Thomas is one of those guys that has every facet. I like it. I'm a big JT fan. I think he's going to do really well here. He was probably my next pick if I had to choose one. I like him a lot. Watch out, Scotty Scheffler. Sleeper pick there. Oh, hey, my sleeper picks, Matsuyama. He's at 33 to 1, man. I got to put some money on that. 33 right. to 1? The guy yeah. just won a major. Yeah, that's uh, true. So, 
You like hey, how I stuck that in room. there before you? <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw that. Yeah, I was ready with one. I All know right. you were. I good. knew you would be, so that's why. We were only supposed to give one, and I knew you would have an extra. <laughs> you were waiting, and I didn't even, I didn't even, I was trying to be respectful this time, and you, you freaking did it to me. Hey, let's go to the WoundWise Trivia of the Week. All right. Brought to you by WoundWise IQ. It's a patented mobile imaging and analytics software app that's used by leading physicians and nurses caring for people with chronic wounds. Just download the app from the App Store. You're ready to go. Learn more at WoundWiseIQ.com. Let's go to the trivia of the week. T-Money, which NBA team has the best postseason record in NBA history? So I'm not sure if this is some sort of trick question where like one team won a championship one time and then they've never made the playoffs again or something. That's what scares me about this, but ah, I'm gonna, I, am I think gonna, I've snubbed you two weeks in a row so far, but so you I, better get this right. Cause now, I'm counting on you, man. Let me just say it's probably the Lakers or Boston. They both have the most championships ever. The Boston was just so dominant back in the day. I think they won like eight straight. So I got to go with Boston. I just think they have the most history, the most pl- deep playoff runs there. I think the Lakers now have the most championships or tied with the most championships mm. with Boston. So I think it's Boston Celtics. Uh, no, it was not. It was the 2016, 2017 Golden State Warriors. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you were saying a franchise. No, I said, which team? Okay. Well, I I mean, there's been plenty of teams to go 15 and one in the playoffs. No. Yeah. The 70, the 76ers did at one time. 16 and one. Hey, man. Hey, I'm the one asking the questions here, man. You always challenge the validity of my research. Okay. Oh, my and gosh. This is, they went 16 and one. Yeah. It's the best postseason record ever. Yeah. Golden State Warriors. Remember, they, they had went to the finals the year before. They made it to the finals. They're runner up. They go out and get Kevin Durant and they go and win this uh, season with Kevin. Then they win the next one. So they won two in a row. They had the fantastic four with Kevin and Steph and Clay Thompson and Draymond. Those four go and do it. They go 16 and one. So that was the uh, best playoff run of any team in history. And you know who the second was? You almost got the second one. It was the Lakers, man. The Lakers were the second team. The 2001 Lakers won 15 and one. Yes. Okay. So. Let me preface this here. Okay. For one, I t- thought you were talking about all time franchise records. Okay. That's what I thought you were saying. Best all time combined playoff record by a franchise. I knew the Warriors went 16 and one. I knew the Lakers did Whoa. that. Okay? okay. And, and I know that the 76ers did it back in the day. Cause they called the faux five faux, right? They called it. And so I, I would have known this question. Just, just <laughs> let me put a pin in that, that I, I would like to do research and come back next week on the trivia and make sure that who has the best franchise playoff record ever. That's what I want. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you're the 17 Warriors at 16 and one Lakers, 2015 and one. You're right. The 76ers in 83, 12 and one. Yep. See 76ers. Gotcha. Yeah, you had the, hey. you 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 had the teams, but you missed Golden State, my man. You missed Golden State, and you're a San Francisco guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh my! You are you living right there, man? You're like walking down the street, and you're having a little wine, 
you know, sitting outside with your girl. I, I knew the answer. Overlooking the bay. You could probably see the stadium, you know. Okay, let me just preface this. I did just Google this while you were giving your cute little rant about how some way you said the question <laughs> properly, even though you did it. It is the Los Angeles Lakers. So I was wrong on the trivia, but I knew it was one of the two. They have a 600 record uh, in the postseason. So the Lakers are the best all-time franchise playoff well, team money it's been great having you back i missed you last week hey uh, we hope you all love the show we love all of you guys no matter what part of the country you're from and thank you to Woundwise iq for sponsoring our trivia of the week and thank you to help me start up for sponsoring the t ross chug and chan it was a good one and next show we're going to run down what happened to the pga we're going to start picking up steam on the nba as the playoffs continue and if you're interested in sponsoring please reach out to us if you're interested in being a guest let us know if you like the show make sure you subscribe and like our stuff at father son and holy sport and team money have fun watching the pga this weekend all right uh, you too i'll be wearing my hawaiian shirt enjoying the time on the couch just relaxing and you have a good one g we'll talk to you soon all right man see ya peace